the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, 5'2". It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. It's Friday night. This is my America. Yeah, yeah, And there's nowhere I'd rather be. Listen, full stop. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Because <laughs> tomorrow's Saturdays. That's right. Tomorrow's Saturday, babies. Hey, glad to have you guys with me tonight. It is Friday, Friday fun day, and we are going to have some fun with you guys tonight. No matter where you're listening, if you're in your car on your way home, enjoying this beautiful San Diego weather and enjoy it while you have it because it's going to be looking a little rainy next week here in San Diego. I can't hear you, buddy, if you're saying anything. I see you talking. Uh, Here we go. I said it's my fault because I washed my car. Mm -hmm. There you go. As, as a, a good friend of ours, Fighting Meadows, said the other day, he can count on you to tell him when it's going to rain because that's when you've got I'm your car detail. I'm apparently call sign Rainmaker. Call sign, <laughs> call sign Rainmaker. Um, call sign Darth Vader. Who remembers Darth Vader? And I'm not talking about the movie version. Let's, let's, who, who remembers, who was it? What sidekick politically was nicknamed Darth Vader? Hmm. How about, how about Desperate Dick? Cheney. I'm talking about Dick Cheney. Keep it clean now. We're a rated G show. We're, Darth Vader, desperate Dick Cheney, has crawled out from under a rock in Wyoming, desperately trying to save his daughter's campaign. And he dared to do it in a way that, quite frankly, is really shocking. I'm not sure who he thinks he is, right? Well, we're going to talk about what he said. We're going to play the audio for you. And, it, and I'm curious when you hear this audio, if you take it as the threat, literal threat against Donald Trump that I I took it to be. And in fact, to to hear this language from a former vice president of the United States is absolutely egregious. And and he should be shamed by every media outlet. But of course, when you hear this clip, you're going to know why they're celebrating him tonight. Um, So we've got that to talk about. Um, Gee, what else do we have to talk about? Hmm. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that poor Kareem Jean-Pierre, you know, they just really thought today they were just going to be able to do a vit- victory lap around the country, still paying $5 a gallon of gas. Hey, she's a snappy dresser, though. Uh, well, she is a snappy dresser, but bless her heart, she's just really not up for the challenge, really thinking, because she actually thought that she was going to be able to come to the microphone today and give her press conference to take a victory lap um, over the jobs report that came out. But she kind of had she kind of had it handed to her. And so we're going to update you guys on on, on the fun that is the uh, continuing fun that is the economy. Much to get into tonight. And we want to hear from you. 
844-1170. Do you have a hero of the week? Do you have a stink of the week? We have a hero of the week and a stink of the week. And the stink is pretty stinky. So we're going to share that with you guys uh, next hour. Um, and tell you whose nominee, perpetual nominee for us as hero of the week is Governor Ron DeSantis. And he has his comments and what he and something that he did yesterday in Florida has, has ups, upset people far more than the outrageous threatening message that Dick Cheney videotaped against a former president of the United States. So we're going to share with you what what Mr. what Mr. DeSantis did. And we didn't have time to get into it last night, but what is what is looking like the Hail Mary pass in order to uh make sure that there's no wet red wave in the midterms, the monkeypox. Joe Biden and Javier Becerra, the HHS director, did make an announcement on monkeypox yesterday. And we're going to talk to you guys a little bit later about how that might be their way to try to stop what happened in Arizona from happening again. Because let me tell you all, they really thought that they were going to be able to put the brakes on Carrie Lake. And let me tell you, Carrie, oops. oops, they didn't put no brakes on Carrie Lake. In fact, they all have they all have skid marks on their <laughs> on their backs today <laughs> brought to you by not just Carrie Lake but her team I actually was on Twitter and saw the team of people that she had behind her she she was outspent 10 to 1 in her campaign God 10 I wish to she 1. was in California Oh yeah. Well, well. The one of the reasons why is I've been talking about that this is such a battle between the establishment and MAGA is that they don't want anybody to see they they wanted to Ron DeSantis is bad enough for the establishment who does this guy think he is getting all these wins and these successes in Florida right we can't have any we can't have any more of that right they want to continue to tout the phony conservative the the false conservative Abbott out of Texas as the real conservative and now we've got this woman who's gonna run as the official Republican nominee for governor in the state of Arizona and Tudor Dixon up in Michigan who are these upstarts so today was not a good day. I asked last night, has anybody done a wellness check on Megan McCain? Somebody might need to do a wellness check on Liz Cheney because Liz, little Liz, she's not exactly polling well in Wyoming. And that's why desperate Dick Cheney, Darth Vader, dared to say this today or yesterday um, in a recorded video message. And by the way, I, you know, I'm going to play the audio for you guys. We are, but I would encourage you to go and watch this video because what's that old Texas saying? Somebody's all hat, no cattle. You know, if, if desperate Dick decides to come out of obscurity, come off of shooting people in the face out duck hunting or whatever that happened, you know, he, he really should have done it when he actually had some cattle and not just hat. He doesn't he, he he he's he's not quite as struggling to sound cogent, but he's not far from it. Um, Skins, please play clip seven. In our nation's 246 year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from a fight. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. 
and she will succeed. I am Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will too. I'm Liz Cheney, and I approve this message. Wow. So much to, how did the cool kids call it? So much to unpack here. Let's start with the fact that, you know, if you, like I said, you know, and I, and this isn't, this isn't being ageist, but the first, but he doesn't sound like he's got the, the, I'm not sure what made him think that he had any credibility, had any, any political capital to be making such a, such a statement. Are we supposed, now, by the way, let me backtrack. I stopped supporting George W. Bush. It became very clear to me, and I took a lot of heat for it, back in about 2005, because it was clear to me what a phony he was. That his compassionate conservatism was liberalism dressed up in a skirt. And there was no daylight between him and the Democrat Party. You, you can actually even Google and research a documentary that was done by, uh, by uh, Alexandra Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's daughter, and you can really see how chummy George W. Bush was with the Democrat Party. He is a liar and a snake. And Dick Cheney is even worse. I initially supported them. In fact, I can remember because I actually believed him. I, I, bought, I bought back in 2000 what the Bush-Cheney campaign was putting out there. And I can remember during Bush v. Gore, I, I can remember sitting there and a um, family member of mine, my mother, who's the one who got me into politics early on, she's looking at Dick Cheney and she goes, you know what? I like this guy. He looks like he can run a family. And I'm like, well, y'all know what that means, right? Mafia. This dude, he looks fierce. This dude could run a family. And we're like, you know, we come from New Orleans. That's kind of, that's kind of happens a lot around there. And we thought, yeah, you know, because you know what? We have known how far left this country had gotten at that point. And we actually were believing that George W. Bush and his sidekick, somebody who could run a family, would be fierce enough to try to stop the movement, of which we, I had already identified during the, during the Bill Clinton years. I had already identified how they had cozied up with the Islamists, et cetera. And I actually bought in to the fact that we might have a regime come in that could handle business and that was fierce and tough and fearless. And what became very clear, in spite of all the um, after Katrina that, you know, Bush hates black people and all the media with the um, going after Dick Cheney and Halliburton. and, And I mean, Dick Cheney was probably the most hated man, even hated even more than George W. Bush. And now suddenly his daughter is the, is the darling of D.C. And suddenly he's, he's a much beloved character. If you didn't realize the, fix, the game that was being played with the Uniparty system and the Bush dynasty, the Bush family dynasty, and how his father, 41, actually said in a, in, in a uh, state, um, what do they call it, the, um, the State of the Union address that, that it's time for the New World Order you know, if you that the we have the Clinton dynasty, we've got the the, the Bush dynasty, the uh, the uh, what what's the other dynasty we got going on? Well, we had the what was supposed to be the McCain dynasty, right? Um, who's the other family? Joe Obama. No, there's there's one other. We had um, who was the other considered a dynasty? Kennedys, the Kennedy family. Um, that we basically have had a uniparty system. And if you didn't realize it before, you should realize it now because it's, it's absolutely very clear. For Dick Cheney, who was supposed to be one of the masterminds with George W. Bush in fighting the war on terror, to come to the American people and to say that there has never before 
been any individual who was a greater threat to the United States of America than Donald J. Trump makes me, I can't even describe the anger that that brings up into me. Adolf Hitler, who wanted to advance Nazism around the world, was not as great a threat to the American people as Donald J. Trump? Really? Really, Dick Cheney? Really, Liz Cheney supporters, Adolf Hitler? Wasn't as bad. Donald J. Trump is worse than Adolf Hitler. Or let's let's bring it to more modern times. Because I don't even I don't have to even go back to uh, what, what about Japan, right? Japan, who bombed Pearl Harbor, what was going on in Japan? They were that individual who, who I don't even remember who was the head of Japan at the time and who launched Pearl Harbor against us. That's person, that individual, not as bad as Donald J. Trump. Osama bin Laden who was responsible for the deaths. Remember that carnage on 9-11, not just at the Twin Towers, but in the field in Pennsylvania and at the Pentagon. And the man who orchestrated that, Osama bin Laden, and then uh, uh, Zawahiri, who we just finally took out 20-something years later, neither one of those individuals was as bad as Donald J. Trump? Japan was Emperor Hirohito. Hirohito, thank you. We need, you know what? I need a clip of Biden calling somebody in the audience at one of his events, Hirohito. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> I'm glad to have, uh, I'm glad to have a laugh in the middle of this moment. Uh, I think, I, and you know, I think that's a good time to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to continue to talk about this because I, I'm going to, I'm going to break down a little bit more of what he said, because if I, if I take him seriously, we can expect the Donald J. Trump for no reason other than being a threat to the uniparty and the power base and the dynasties of the Clinton and Bush family and Kennedy alike, that for no other reason than that, that there will be prosecutions of Donald J. Trump. We're going to take a break, and we would want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Friday. 888-344-1170. Are you still supportive? Do you look back at the Bush-Cheney years and, and think that they were good? Do you think that... Uh, do you... I've got a lot of friends of mine, actually, that served in the Iraq War. And... You know, and it's tough because, um, you know, you you, you want to honor the, the service members. You want to support them for the work that they did. And can you support the military without supporting the mission, right? Well, we definitely supported, uh, we definitely supported the mission. Um, but I think it makes sense to look back and, and question... Look, look back and, and at what the, the Bush Cheney and I'm struggling here because, you know, I'm the daughter of two Marines. And I initially and, and I like the use of the military to protect us. And after our, after we were destroyed, not destroyed, but after what happened on 9-11, we were all in with George W. Bush to try to route out these Islamist terrorists and try to make sure it never happened again. But it was early, early on. So Dick Cheney is saying that Donald Trump is the greatest threat that's ever happened in the United States of America. But but should we not be looking at him? How was anybody looking at Donald J. Trump? What did he do in his time as the American as the American president that made him the greatest threat to anybody in this country? 
Donald J. Trump is not responsible for thousands and thousands of lives of American soldiers who died being dragged into a war on the basis of lies. Dick Cheney is accusing Trump of lying to his American people. Breitbart has a great article out from Rebecca Mansour at Breitbart questioning Cheney, you know, calling out Cheney for his lies. She starts the article by saying Trump famously stated in 2016 during the Republican debate right before the South Carolina primary, which Trump won. She says, this is quoting Trump, obviously the war in Iraq was a big fat mistake. They lied. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none. And they knew that there were none. She goes on to say a full reckoning of Cheney's misdeeds is beyond the scope of one article. And that's true. But there's nobody in the Republican Party. You look at this January 6th committee that's going on right now. and, And Dick Cheney was honest about what the goal was to make sure that Trump was never near the White House again. How about how about an investigation into the lies that were told by the Bush Cheney regime? To drag us into a war that cost the lives of many, cost us tremendous amounts of treasure for which we cannot properly calculate. There's been no proper investigation into that. Why did they lie? Let's talk about the first lie. First, the Biden administration told us that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. We were told that Iraq had sought to buy uranium uranium oxide, a.k.a. yellow cake. That turns out to be totally bogus. So did all the attempts to to tie Saddam Hussein to the 9-11 attacks. They went on to say, kind of like Obama, oh yeah, I guess those shovel-ready jobs weren't so shovel-ready. The Bush administration went on to say that uh, their WND intelligence had been, quote, imprecise. But it didn't stop them from launching us, launching an invasion of a country that posed no threat to us. Second second lie, she says, we were told by the Bush-Cheney administration that U.S. forces would be, quote, greeted as liberators. The invasion would be, as one giddy neocon put it, a cakewalk. In fact, she documents U.S. fatalities in Iraq totaled 4,598 with another 32,000 injured. Third, we were told by the Bush-Cheney administration, backed up by their neocon cheerleaders, most of whom happen to be the most ardent never-Trumpers now, that Operation Iraqi Freedom would touch off a wave of democratization across the Middle East. Instead, it touched off a wave of sectarian fighting, suicide bombings, regional instability, civil wars, migrant crises, and a genocidal ethnic cleansing of ancient Christian communities, such that they are barely any Christians left in the region that gave birth to Christianity. As many as 306,000 civilians and troops died in the Iraq war and roughly 3 million Iraqis were displaced as refugees. The true scope of the devastation can never be known. She accurately says, think of all the service members who died because of Cheney's lies. Think of all the veterans who come home forever, came home forever, scarred because of Cheney's lies. Think of all the American children who grew up without fathers or mothers because their parents were serving in a war launched because of Cheney's lies. Think of all the innocent Iraqis who watched their homes destroyed, their country plundered, and their world turned upside down, all because of the lies of Dick Cheney and his mini-me, George W. Bush. The fallout from their lies will be felt for generations. But Dick Cheney wants us to believe that Donald Trump is a greater greater threat to our republic than anyone else in its 246-year history? Sorry, Dick Cheney. If anyone has earned that distinction, it's you. And I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. It's it's despicable. And when he goes on to say, he talks about he talks about his daughter Liz Cheney about how fearless she is, and about how she likes to honor her oath. Well, the Federalist has an article. One of one of the accusations, and I'm not sure that I've mentioned it. Uh, one of the accusations 
that was uh, that was leveled against Trump and to, to justify the impeachment against him, to justify this January 6th committee, this criminal investigation in, in, into him, was that he hadn't done anything to secure the Capitol. We know that emails prove that he was honest when he said that he had called for 20,000 National Guard troops. 20,000 National Guard troops. He was denied. He was denied that. Meanwhile, before that even happened, or at the time that Donald Trump was trying to get trying to get the National Guard designated for January 6th, Liz Cheney actually coordinated. Remember, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a WAPO, a WAPO article that came out leading up uh, to, uh, it was on January 3rd, going into uh, the rally, a Washington Post article that had all of these military officials, you know, decrying the use of military because Trump, I think Trump had even made it known at that point. I think it was even public at that point that he was calling on the National Guard that we knew, we even talked about on the show, we knew that there were going to be lots of people showing up there. And there were questions as to what, what, what the situation was going to be like, right? And so she, um, there was a Washington Post article that came out that discouraged the use of any military, which includes the National Guard. She's the one, according to this article, according to the Federalist, she's blamed Trump for not ordering the National Guard to defend a Capitol complex, even though multiple sources confirmed that she, uh, that he authorized their deployment days prior to the rally and that she herself has orchestrated opposition to the use of the military to quell the uh, election related unrest, organizing a Washington Post op-ed on January 3rd, 2021, signed by every living former defense secretary. I remember that Washington Post article, that op-ed quote, all living all 10 living former defense secretaries involving the military and election disputes would. Uh, no, let me back up. All 10 living former defense secretaries said this and took this position involving the military and election disputes would cross into dangerous territory. Civilian and military leaders who direct or carry out such measures would be accountable, including potentially facing criminal penalties for the grave consequences of their actions on our republic. Think about what the, what she got them to say behind the scenes. She organized this. Um, and, and according to this article, she was able to organize this by who, through whom? Darth Vader, desperate daddy, who was secretary of defense, defense under 41 before he became vice president at the W. And think about what this, what the message was to the military. It was, you're not allowed to involve yourself in election disputes. Securing the perimeter of a location is not engaging in election disputes. That's not taking a side in election disputes. When the National Guard is brought in, like right now, uh, D.C. Mayor Bowser is calling in the National Guard to help her because, you know, she's having to accept the weight of the Democrat Party's policies of an open border. And she's got 4,000 or 5,000 illegal immigrants showing up and she's wanting to bring in the National Guard. The National Guard is brought in to provide security. So this was a way to use former military officials to try to to try to frighten and suppress and oppress the military from being used. And yet now, suddenly, think about the hypocrisy. So on the one hand, all these military officials are saying to involve them would have had them inject themselves in the middle of an election dispute, dispute, which would leave them subject to criminal prosecution. Now Liz Cheney has turned right around and saying Trump is at fault for any violence that happened that day because he failed to secure the Capitol. 
This is who Dick, and she's doing this privately. She did this in hiding behind the scenes like a snake in the grass. That's who Dick Cheney thinks is so fearless. Accusing Donald Trump of lying to people. Has she been honest with the American people that she coordinated this? That she was the one that that took measures to stop the military and the National Guard from securing the perimeter? She's the one with blood on her hands. There were no deaths on January 6th, by the way, except Ashley Babbitt, an an unarmed black woman. An unarmed white woman shot by a black man. And Liz Cheney is coordinated with with everybody and continuing to push the lie that four, four or five Americans died that day. What else did he have to say here about her? Oh, that she will succeed. There is no, there's nothing in the Constitution. Where, how is it so fearless to try to, to try to stop somebody from running for office? You're so, fear, you're so fearless that you can't go up against him? If you, if you were fearless and you really believed in your convictions, if you believed in your political positions, you, would, you wouldn't ha- be having to try to stop somebody from run, running for office. You'd be able to beat them on the campaign trail. Yeah, you'd say bring it on. You'd say bring it on. You wouldn't be having to hold some one-sided commission that's blatantly dishonest. Bringing in some, some Cassidy Hutchinson, who now has been a proven liar, who continued to work, who not only has it been revealed that everything she put forth was nothing but hearsay, but we also have all kinds of text messages and emails from her that nothing that she said was true. And on top of it, on top of it, she continued to work for the Trump administration months afterwards. She presented herself to the committee as somebody that was concerned about a concern leading up to the rally. Not true. And that she was concerned day of. Not true. She actually joked and called herself an insurrectionist. Liz Cheney actually got her to cook up a lie that Donald J. Trump tried to assault and choke out a Secret Service officer. That's not fearless. That's despicable. That's manipulative of the American people. There's nothing honorable about Liz Cheney. Well, they and know the only way it. they can get rid of Trump is with lies. And with the weight of a weaponized United States of America. There's nothing honorable in weaponizing a, a, an FBI and a DOJ. There's nothing honorable with an FBI and a DOJ that would cover up the crimes of Hunter Biden, cover up the crimes of Joe Biden, and persecute innocent Americans who've been thrown into a gulag. He's happy. There's nothing honorable about Liz Cheney and Dick Cheney being happy that Americans, for no other reason but their political opinion, are sitting in jail denied bail. Also, that they could have justification to try to stop Donald J. Trump from running for office. That's not honorable. It's despicable. And there's no video that he can do that's going to resurrect her career. And even if she managed, as he says, to succeed He says, my daughter is going to do everything she can to stop Donald J. Trump from getting close to the White House again, and she will succeed. How else am I supposed to interpret that from the fact that they will they will indict him without regardless of whether or not there's any evidence of a crime for which we know there's not know something. Well, what he knows is they're going. Yeah, exactly. What he knows is that they're going to prosecute Donald Trump for nothing other than needing to stop him from running, because what Donald Trump is, is is he's not the greatest threat to the United States of America. What he's the greatest threat to is the uniparty system that seeks to transform us from a a, a republic of states 
to their little centralized system of power where all the elitist from W and the Clintons and the, the Bush family that just can't love up enough on Hillary, the butcher of Benghazi to the to, the, to the, that whole cabal that cozied up to Michelle Obama, who, by yeah, the he's way, the American president. Exactly. He's the greatest threat, as well as MAGA, to the powers, the uniparty system that doesn't want to give up the grip that they've got on the American people. The, the wolves in sheep's clothing were the were, – and, and I think there's, there's no worse administration to me than George W. Bush and Dick Cheney. Not just because of the war crimes that I think they should be brought up charges on. But how they pretended to be conservative when they ran up the debt and ran up the debt on us from not just the war to their greedy geezer bill to the transportation to they are the ones that brought us Department of Homeland Security. They're the ones that brought us the Patriot Act, which paved the way for for illegal surveillance of innocent Americans. They're the ones that gave us the TSA. And oh, by the way, while he was supposedly waging this war on terror, he was the one that was bringing all the refugees here from Islamic countries around the world and setting them up around areas. And this is how we've got the likes of Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. I'm like you. I bought it. I was so, during his campaign and right when he was elected, I was on board. I thought that they were the solution. Yeah. And then it became clear when you stop listening to people's words, when you stop liking somebody's personality, when you, when you evaluate them as an employee... And their performance, it's kind of like, ladies, you know, to not be listening to what the dude is saying to you, you know, to be looking at his actions, right? Can we say the same thing? Can fellas say yep, the same amen. thing about the ladies? I think so. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. Got to pay attention to what people do, not what they say. I think there was a song about that with Marvin Gaye. I heard, was that, I heard it through the grapevine. Uh-huh. Friday fun day. Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. A.K., Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I did want to continue to talk about this Jan 6 thing um, before the break. In the first two segments, we were talking about this disgusting video, desperate, Darth Vader, Dick Cheney did literally saying that Donald J. Trump is the greatest threat to America in 246 years. Not Timothy McVeigh, who bombed. You think about all the terrorist attacks we've had that have killed Americans at, 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 at just in recent times. Let's talk about the, the terrorist who kill, killed how many gay people at the Pulse nightclub in Florida? Donald Trump's worse than him? you kidding me, Dick Cheney? Or how about the, the terrorists that shot up a Christmas party in San Bernardino? It's just absolutely grotesque to me. He's, he's a grotesque figure to me. Let's talk about the persecution. Look at, what they're, look at what they're participating in to stop Donald Trump in hopes that if they stop Donald Trump, they can get rid of MAGA. We're the real ones. We're, we are the real ones that Dick Cheney hates, right? So much so that they would go after somebody like Guy Raffet, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. Um, he was a January 6th defendant, an oil worker from Texas, and he was sentenced to more than seven years in prison this past week for attending the January 6th protest in Washington, D.C. He did not engage in any violence, and he never entered the Capitol. It's kind of a long story, but what ended up happening was the FBI wired up his son, who went into the house, 
and recorded his dad talking some trash. And the FBI used the recordings to prosecute him, um, which is very much like what the Soviet Union used to do, using kids against each other, right? There goes freedom of speech. Right. But the thing is, is that he didn't do anything wrong. He committed no violence and he didn't enter the Capitol. These are show trials. This is meant to suppress. This is meant to send a message to us that the the United States government right now is considering and using language that anybody that believes in limited government, that anybody questions the outcome of an election is considered a domestic violence extremist. And they are coming for us. They are coming for us. They're going for the head of the snake first, and then they're going after everybody else. And yet Dick Cheney. This is, this is what Dick Cheney supports, and yet Donald J. Trump is the greatest threat to us? No, we need to wake up and see who the greatest threat is to this, to this country. I think all the conservatives in MAGA know who the real threat is. It's these never-Trumper, these clear. rhino, it's become clear. It's the uniparty system. And just like Dick Cheney didn't care how many Americans died in Iraq to this day, I, and, and I said at the time, this is when I started investigating, I was working on a documentary that had to do with the Iraq war. And it, it, I wanted to call it baking apple pies because I, I said from the beginning and I went around D.C. and interviewed a bunch of people on the fifth anniversary of, of 9-11. I said, George W. Bush, it was never about WMDs. That was the ruse. It was always about the fact that George W. Bush never really understood the war on terror, never really understood the threat that we faced. He actually believed that they had justification. He actually believed they had an excuse to kill us, that they just didn't have they just didn't have a good picture of America, that if we just went over to Iraq, took out Saddam Hussein, they would greet like like this article said, they would greet us as liberators. They would love us so much. It would change we, their ways. We would. We, oh, yeah. We that they, they just needed. To have us go over there and, quote, bake some apple pies, build some schools and hand out candy to the kids. taste the freedom. And they, and they, yeah, and they would just love us so much. Forgetting about the fact that the Bush family had, that Bush administration actually hustled Osama bin Laden's family, which were donators to Harvard University, out of Boston to protect them. They never understood the war on terror. This administration sees you as the real terrorist. That's the reality. They see us as the terrorist. And that's not being hyperbolic. Not at all. And they're treating us as such. I did. I, I started to play a clip last night of Chuck Grassley because, you know, um, I wasn't sure how much I was going to get into with the FBI hearing with Christopher Ray. Let me just dumb it down for you. After Chuck Grassley lays out the disparate treatment between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden investigations and how they've targeted Trump, he then end, ends up saying, so you have to convince us, Mr. Ray, Mr. Ray. How you're going to clean up this mess? Wrong. The only thing that any Republican should have said to Christopher Ray is you should be handing over your badge and resign right now immediately. Because you are the real enemy. You are the real threat to the American people as you seek to weaponize your department, obstructing justice and holding the real criminals in the United States government accountable like Hunter Biden and Joe Biden while you target innocent Americans. And shame on you. And until the Republican Party does that, I'm not going to be playing any sound clips and patting them on the back for any Trey Gowdy-like sound bites that are feckless. I, what I want to do is I want to read uh, a Facebook friend of mine sent me um, on Facebook a letter that was written to, um, ostensibly written to Brittany Griner from some Vietnam War vets called the Bunker Boys. And here's what they said. Um, bear with me as I read it. 
Dear Ms. Greiner, we hope this letter finds you in good health, and we understand you were having some rough times in your life. We are a group of old Vietnam combat veterans from North Carolina. Our average age is around 70 years old. We call ourselves the Bunker Boys. We spent a lot of time living in rat and snake-infested holes in the ground known as bunkers. And when we were not in the bunkers, we were crawling through the jungle being shot at and shooting back at little people wearing black pajamas. We must be honest and tell you that the only thing we may have in common with you is that we two were drafted. We noticed you were drafted number one in the WNBA a few years ago. Since we all were drafted, we thought we might let you know what it was like when we were drafted. Unlike you, most of us had no college. The people of the United States drafted us. We consisted of all colors, religions, and personal beliefs. We had no choice of which team we played for, Army, Navy, Air Force, or Marines. We were sent halfway halfway around the world to fight and kill people we didn't know in a place we had never heard of. We were paid, we know you can relate to this, $3 a day and required to work 24 hours a day if needed. When we returned home, many or most of us were treated very badly by our fellow Americans. We were spit on and hit by bottles and rocks as the police stood by and watched. We did not complain. We just continued on in life and made the best of it. We fought for God, family, country, and of course the flag and the national anthem, a poem that was written by, of all people, a lawyer. He wrote the poem as he watched bombs fall on and kill fellow Americans. Ever since that night, our nation has played that little poem before millions of social functions. For some people, it's just a little song. For a veteran, it is a reminder of how many men and women of all colors have given their lives so the rest of us have the right to be free. We found in our research that you requested the national anthem not be played at sporting events. We find it odd that you are now requesting the citizens of the United States to pay for your release from a jail in Russia. Yes, we the taxpayers are paying for all those diplomas working on their diplomats working on your release. Our government told you and all fellow Americans in Russia to leave Russia after the invasion of Ukraine. You play basketball in a country that is known to treat Americans badly. You fly a great deal and must know by now all the rules of what one can bring into a country. All of us travel. All of us who travel know the rules. I'm wrapping up here. Know the rules for entering a foreign country. You are a guest and must go by the rules of the land. By your own admission, you were attempting to bring an illegal substance into a country that is known for its long prison sentences. You had to know this because you are making $227,000 a year to play a game and hold a college degree. At six feet, nine inches tall, you know that security officers are going to focus on you from the moment you stand in the boarding pass line. We also noticed you were now saying you placed the drugs in your luggage by accident. Please. That is something an 18-year-old would say. We also found out that your net worth is somewhere around five million bucks for playing a game. For old guys like us, living on a fixed income, that's a lot of money for just playing a game. Don't get us wrong. We are not against you. We all went and fought so all Americans can have the freedom to make their own choices. We just hope the next time you have to endure the playing of that little poem, you will pay close attention to the land of the free part. Wishing you the very best, the Bunker Boys. Taking a break. See you on the other side. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I got a trivia question out there for you guys. Somebody can help me out. Okay, this is deep and philosophical. This, this is deep, babies. <laughs> deep. Um, during the break, y'all know I obsess over food. And so I love I love going on Insta during the break. And I was watching this video 
And this guy's making this casserole, and what it is is he took all these little hot dog pieces, put them on the bottom, made a layer of them, poured chili over that. Then he put a cornbread topping on it, which looked amazing. The whole thing looked amazing. And then he goes to put it in the oven, and he's got a roll of toilet paper in the oven. Can somebody explain to me why? 888-344-1170, if you can tell me why somebody would have a roll of toilet paper sitting in their oven. I have no clue. I'm wondering if it's because it maybe it absorbs if you've got moisture like in, in a dish that you don't want it like to be too wet or something if you're baking something because this was this had a cornbread topper. I'd be afraid so, it would catch on fire. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, ask them the other social question. What was our other social oh, question? The, the, the big one, if if you ask me, chili. Be oh yeah open. what do you yeah th- this this is kind of very it, it's seriously controversial i you know i've got some family in-laws that are from texas and y'all know they are so serious about their chili and some people are like we're chili purist you never put a bean in a chili oh it has to have beans. to me it's gotta have beans 888-344-1170 i like your answer because if you don't have beans it's meat sauce it's meat sauce you know, it's kind of it's kind of like that. It's to me that that's the equivalent of not putting spaghetti sauce over pasta. It's the same thing to me. It's like beans and chili is the pasta in you know uh, for your meat sauce, your bolognese, right? Um, 888-344-1170. If you like chili, I have the best chili recipe. It's called Tony's He Man Chili. Um, which Tony's, it's uh, as in Tony Sachery's, which is our Cajun seasoning. It's got breakfast sausage in it. It's got all kinds of meat. Oh, you're already best speaking chili, my language. Best chili in the world. Um, okay, so a- after the break, we're going to come back and get into some economics. Let's talk a little hypocrisy right now, shall we? Speaking of food, here's the latest um, with the woke corporations. So you might ask, why, why would the Snickers, why would a candy bar company, how could a candy bar company get themselves in hot water politically? I mean, how can a candy company Pelosi themselves with China? I mean, this story is actually kind of bizarre to me. Snickers had to issue an apology to China. Now, why would Snickers candy bar, which by the way, to me is like inferior candy bar. Snickers. I is, agree. Yeah. Snickers is so overrated. What's your favorite candy bar skins? Dark chocolate Kit Kat. Ooh, I've never had a, a dark chocolate changer. Kit Kat. I've had a mint Kit Kat, which is no, good. No, 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 no. It's got to be dark chocolate, baby. Yeah, I'm not a huge candy bar person. I'm not either, but either dark not- chocolate Kit Kat or midnight Milky Way, which is dark chocolate Milky Way. I've had the dark. I've had the midnight Milky Way. That's that's a solid choice. Snickers. I like their commercials. Are you are you hangry? It's a, it's, a Snickers is a, is a blah for me. Yeah, it's it's a snore. It's a snore. Um, I'm not a huge candy bar person anyway. I like cake pies or whatever. I like chocolate in like um, bites, like if you're going to get a box of chocolates, like truffles. So here's what happened. Um, Mars basically did um, uh, promoted a limited edition Snickers bar that was only going to be available in the countries of Malaysia, South Korea, and Taiwan. China snapped back, clapped back at him and said, Taiwan ain't a country, baby. Okay, you're insulting to us. And so Snickers had to... China got hangry. At the Snickers, at the Snickers ad. <laughs> All right, you know who else got woke? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. <laughs> 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.